It's Thursday, May 11th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Consumer prices in the United States rose again in April, and measures of underlying inflation stayed high, a sign that further declines in inflation are likely to be slow and bumpy. Prices increased 0.4% from March to April, the government said Wednesday, up sharply from a 0.1% rise from February to March. Compared with a year earlier, prices climbed 4.9%, down slightly from March's year-over-year increase. Even with price pressures rising in April, the latest data did provide some evidence of cooling inflation. Grocery prices fell for a second straight month. The Federal Reserve's policymakers have been closely watching services prices, and April's figures could lead them to do what they had signaled after their meeting last week, pause their rate hikes after 10 straight increases. Around the world, Palestinian militants fired hundreds of rockets from the Gaza Strip into Israel on Wednesday, while Israel pressed ahead with a series of airstrikes that have killed 21 Palestinians, including three senior militants and at least 10 civilians. A state-run Egyptian TV station announced that Egypt, a frequent mediator between the sides, had brokered a ceasefire, but the truce efforts appeared to falter as fighting intensified late Wednesday, with neither side showing any sign of backing down. In a primetime TV address, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu claimed that Israel had dealt a harsh blow to the militants. Throughout the day Wednesday, rocket fire set off air raid sirens throughout the southern and central parts of Israel. Residents had been bracing for an attack since Israel launched its first airstrikes early Tuesday. Meanwhile, Pakistan's government called out the military Wednesday in areas roiled by deadly violence following the arrest of former Prime Minister Imran Khan, who was dragged from a courtroom and ordered held for another eight days on new corruption charges that outraged his supporters and deepened the country's political turmoil. In an address to the nation, Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif said the unrest by Khan's supporters, quote, damaged sensitive public and private property, end quote, forcing him to deploy the military in the capital of Islamabad, the most populous province of Punjab and in volatile regions of the northwest. After Khan was arrested Tuesday, crowds in Islamabad and other major cities blocked roads, clashed with police, and set fire to police checkpoints and military facilities in violence that left six people dead and hundreds arrested. Back in the U.S., the Biden administration today will begin denying asylum to migrants who arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border without first applying online or seeking protection in a country they passed through, marking a fundamental shift in immigration policy as the U.S. readies for the end of Title 42. The new rule represents a significant change in the way the U.S. deals with asylum seekers who have been showing up at the border in huge numbers. U.S. officials warned of difficult days ahead as the program tied to the COVID-19 pandemic expired today. The rule announced Wednesday is part of new measures meant to crack down on illegal border crossings while creating a new legal pathway, including a plan to open 100 regional migration hubs across the Western Hemisphere and granting humanitarian parole to 30,000 people a month to enter the U.S. from four countries. U.S. officials have detailed steps they've taken, including increasing deportation flights 
as they prepare for what many are expecting to be a substantial increase in migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. And California Senator Dianne Feinstein returned to the Senate on Wednesday after a -a two-and-a-half-month absence due to illness, giving majority Democrats a much-needed final vote as they seek to confirm President Biden's nominees and raise the nation's debt ceiling in the coming weeks. Looking noticeably thinner and frail, Feinstein is using a wheelchair to get around the Capitol as she continues to recover from a case of shingles. She missed the Senate's first votes on Wednesday morning, but arrived outside the Senate in a car for an afternoon vote, helped into the wheelchair by aides, and greeted by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.